Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am here to talk about a topic that is very new to me, and the topic is forgiveness. I've been doing a lot of research into it recently, partially because I've been very inspired to work on a lot of anger and resentments that I've held towards a whole variety of different people in the past, and I'll sort of explain a little bit more about where that came from. But it's really been a shortcoming of mine where I am not a forgiving person. I would actually say that this is probably one of my biggest downsides where I really hold on to things and I have difficulty letting things go. Where once someone has broken my trust, then I never look at them the same way ever again. And I think a lot of this is me putting up a hard shell around my heart in order to protect myself. When I've been hurt, then I completely close off to that person and never let them in ever again. And the result of that has been that I'm really hard on people. I can be really judgmental about the people who are closest to me in my life. And once I've written them off, it's impossible to recover. That's something that I actually don't really like about myself. I really try to live alongside a set of values that are deeply important to me. And I think of myself as being a generous person, an empathetic person, a very open-minded person. But what I haven't been able to actually figure out in my personality is how to be less judgmental, how to have more love in my heart for people who have harmed me, And ultimately, how do I just let that stuff in the past go so that I can be happy now in the present? So thank you for being here with me as I share everything that I've learned. Essentially, what I'm sharing with you has all been gleaned from two different books that I read. One is called Radical Forgiveness. The second is just called Forgiveness. And the subtitle is a bold choice for a peaceful heart. And then there are also little tidbits of wisdom that I have accrued from a couple of healers that I've been working with recently. The first is the incredible Margarita Russolello. So if you are in New York City, I highly, highly recommend that you go see her. She is a doctor of acupuncture by trade, but she is so, so much more than that. She is one of the wisest people I've ever met. And she's essentially like this beautiful angel who has come down onto this earth in human form to help us all heal. She's just magical and hilarious and so spiritually attuned and connected. And then the second healer that I've been working with is Magali Morales, who is just this incredible astrologer, shamanic healer, energy worker, and she lives in California, but I've been working with her remotely. And the combination of seeing Dr. Margarita and Magali, and then also my normal regular practices resulted in me having this real awakening a couple of weeks ago. I think I talked about it a little bit 
two episodes back that after a cacao ceremony with Dr. Margarita, I had this revelation that part of what has been holding me back has been that I hold so much bitterness, anger, and resentment towards people in my past. And that anger and that negative energy that's been with me for many, many years is actually impacting my physical body. And of course, it's impacting my emotions and my state of mind, but that it's also taking a toll on me physically as well. And it just became really clear to me that now is the time to let it go. And it's funny how this works because I was actually seeing a different acupuncturist in Canada about a year ago during the holidays because we were there in Victoria where my husband's family is from for six weeks. And I was seeing an acupuncturist during that six week period. And she said, you know, Liz, think on your journey to become a mother. Something that's really important is that you release this anger that you're holding towards your mom. And ironically, of course, I got really mad at her to the point where I was tearing up and my voice was raised. And I said, how dare you suggest this to me when you don't even know what I've been through and she doesn't deserve forgiveness on my end. I was really, really closed off to the idea of any type of letting go or forgiveness, even just nine months ago. But now suddenly out of the blue, it's really felt like the right time. And I just really wanted to honor that by getting deep into the work with Dr. Margarita and Mogli and reading these books. And so I'm really thrilled to share what I've learned with you today. And I also want to recognize that forgiveness may not be what's right for you at this current moment. I definitely don't want to presume that this is the right step for you. In fact, this wasn't even the right step for me even a year ago. And it may not be the right step for me in the future. I just wanted to share with you all what it is that I've learned over the past couple weeks in case it happens to be useful to you right now, or maybe it'll be useful in the future and you can always come back and have a listen here. Okay. So for context, there are two people who I've really been working on forgiveness with, and they're for a couple of different situations. The first is obviously for my mom. (laughs) If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know, I have a lot of mommy issues. My mom was not really available to me. She wasn't a great mom. She kicked me out when I was 15 and sent me to live with my uncle because she was dating a heroin dealer and she chose him over me and my brother and on and on and on, really manipulative and narcissistic, even to the point of physically abusing my little sister in front of me just because she knew it would upset me. And so that's the really short deal with her. I haven't spoken to her actually in about six years. And it was after that incident with my little sister where I realized that I actually had to protect myself from her and that she really had the ability to continue to hurt me. And when she did those things, I was really triggered back into the past. And at that point, about six years ago, when I decided to stop talking to her, I was still very new in my journey with therapy to explore and resolve a lot of the childhood trauma that I had never really looked at before. 
And I truly believe that that decision not to speak with her was really necessary for me. It was the right thing to do. It was what I needed in order to do that really deep work of excavating all my childhood pains really for the first time ever in my life. And the second person who I've been really thinking a lot about forgiveness for is for my ex-husband, this person who I got married to when I was young. I met him when I was 25 or 26. We got married about 10 years ago, and then we were divorced just a couple years after that. And sort of the same timeline, I also haven't spoken to him in about seven years since we got divorced. And it's actually a little bit different from the relationship with my mom, where I actively hold a lot of anger towards my mom. I'm actually not angry at him, but I do feel like a real hardness of my heart towards him, where I feel a lot of disdain, disrespect, a hard time really seeing him as a human being, or even remembering the love we had that compelled me in the first place to marry him after just knowing him for a few months. And what was really powerful about forgiveness and what made it feel really safe for me that I learned is that forgiveness doesn't actually mean changing your actions. So I don't actually have to start talking to my mom or my ex again. I don't have to write them a letter to let them know that I forgave them if I don't want to, because forgiveness is really just an internal choice that we make for ourselves. And it's not to, you know, give them something some sort of peace of mind, but rather it's to provide a sense of peace for myself. It's about me withdrawing my energy from the past so that I might live fully in the present and appreciate what a beautiful life I have right now. It's about me refusing to be controlled by the past any longer. And it's about deciding that there's another way to see the world It's a way that's different from the way that I've been seeing it, but giving myself the permission to change my mind about the way I've seen previous circumstances. And I read this really amazing thing. I can't remember whose account it was on Instagram, but it was essentially this post about forgiveness that said something like, if you had $87,000 in your bank account and someone stole $10 from you, would you throw the rest away? And that made me really think about my life where I have so much abundance and so many amazing people and so much amazing luck in my life. So that's that $87,000 in the bank account where I feel very wealthy as a person in terms of the love and resources and success that's in my life. But I do feel like a lot of that is being spoiled because I let myself hang on and overly fixate on the ways that I've been harmed in the past, even though I have nothing but good fortune in my life right now. So really, this decision to embrace forgiveness isn't so much about absolution for the other person who has hurt me, but rather it's about cultivating peace, presence, and happiness in my life right now. In this decision to forgive, what I'm giving to myself is peace. And for any of you out there who are wondering if it is appropriate or feels right for you to forgive whomever has wronged you, what really helped me was to understand that forgiveness isn't about condoning the behaviors of what that person did. It's not about accepting the way they behaved or 
justifying the harm they caused to you. You don't have to condone or accept anyone's malicious behaviors. The only thing you have to do is choose to just let it be, to accept that it happened, that it existed, and that's the way it is. And again, it's not about saying that what happened was right or even saying that what happened was okay. It's just saying to yourself, I will not let this cause me any more pain than it already has. And all of this is described in that amazing book I read, the book called Forgiveness, A Bold Choice for a Peaceful Heart. It clearly outlines, I believe in the first or second chapter, but really early on in the book, that forgiveness isn't condoning behavior. Forgiveness isn't about needing to communicate with the person. And forgiveness doesn't mean that you need to change your actions or your behaviors towards that person. And knowing those three things really helped me say, yeah, I am ready to forgive then. I'm definitely not ready to have a relationship with my mom, and I really don't want to reach out to my ex, but I can shift my internal feeling and sentiment that I hold towards them. Okay, so if forgiveness isn't about changing your behavior or communicating with the person that you're forgiving, then what is it actually? What does forgiveness look like? How do you do it? Well, for me, the first step was about being able to see my mom and my ex in a more nuanced way. I had made them the villains in my story, and as a result, cast myself as the victim, but I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to feel like the victim I do think that the way that they both treated me was not acceptable, but I can also start to see them with more nuance and more complexity than I had been giving them before. For instance, my mom was a very limited person emotionally, and she had grown up in a household with very absent parents and in a country that was filled with war. While she was young, my grandfather was in the war, first as literally a soldier, and he worked his way up to become a general, whereas my grandmother was busy trying to build up the family businesses at the time, and then also dealing with a number of recurrent miscarriages and stillborn children. So there's a lot going on that was traumatic for her as a young child. And also when she was a baby, she was born with a broken leg. And so there's just a lot of really early stage trauma that continued onward as she was older. And I do know that she had an eating disorder when she was younger and she's really struggled with her own self-esteem issues and something that I've really never let myself see before because I've been so angry at her was how hard that transition must have been for her to go from Vietnam, a country that she knew so well, where she envisioned her entire future to coming to the United States where she didn't speak the language, where people teased her, where her existing issues with self-worth were exacerbated even further. And now I can really see that these choices that my mom made to consistently choose toxic and dysfunctional men over her own children really was rooted in this fundamental insecurity that she had. She didn't feel lovable. She didn't think of herself as deserving of love. And she felt like she had to chase it all over the place. That was what was important to her, was chasing romantic love and not caring for and providing for her children. 
So the first part of exploring forgiveness for my mom was really delving into the shadow. Why did she do the things that she did? And I think that what we come to find with any person who is toxic or harmful is that at the end of the day, their behavior always stems from one, either their own trauma, two, a deep sense of insecurity, or three, fear. And often it's all three of those things, trauma, insecurity, and fear, all wrapped up together. So I let myself really feel compassion for this shadow side of my mom and where it came from. And then on the other hand, I did the same thing with exploring her light side, the side of her of love. And to ask myself, was there any part of her that possessed a peaceful, loving, or wise nature? And in contemplating this question and journaling about it, I let myself remember some really beautiful, sweet moments that I had with her that I had blocked out of my mind because it was far easier to see our relationship in black and white of being really unloving and neglectful versus allowing myself to know that it was more gray than that, where it wasn't that my mom didn't love me or that I was unlovable, but rather she was really damaged and primarily unable to love herself and therefore unable to really love me or my brother as well. And I could remember times where when I was sick, she would scratch my back and she would sing songs to me or we would joke around or we'd walk around holding hands. And those points in time brought a warm feeling to my heart that I hadn't felt in a while. And I allowed myself to remember what it felt like when I was much, much younger and to feel that love radiating from her to me. And that was something that I hadn't let myself feel for as long as I started to be angry with her. So it hasn't been since I was like 16 that I let myself feel any fondness towards my mom. It was actually a really nice feeling. And so that's actually the first step in experimenting with forgiveness is about going deeper into the nuances of both the shadow and the light side of the person that you want to forgive. So you can ask yourself, of all these harmful things that I've seen this person do, did this come from fear and insecurity and trauma? And then conversely, you can look at who they are as a person and say, in addition to their shadow, do they also have a part of them that is light, a part of them that is made out of peace, wisdom, and love? And then you can start to see them anew again. And something that also really helped me to be able to have more complexity and compassion in terms of the way that I saw my ex and my mom was to picture them as young children, to imagine them as really wounded, scared, traumatized kids themselves who then grew up to be equally wounded adults. And this was so helpful for me in rewriting this narrative that that they are the villain and I hate them and I want nothing to do with them. The second thing I did to work with forgiveness is this really amazing exercise that's in this book, Forgiveness, A Bold Choice for a Peaceful Heart. And really what the exercise is about is about expressing what it was that you needed from them. So what you say is you say, mom, or whoever the person is that you're forgiving, you say, mom, what I want from you is blank, 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 blank. So what I said was, mom, what I want from you is I want 
unconditional love. I want attentiveness. I want curiosity about me. I want your time and your presence. I want you to prioritize me. And I want you to see me and accept me for the person I am, even if it's not the person that you want me to be. And then the second step of this exercise is then you say, mom, I no longer hold you responsible for giving me love, giving me attentiveness, giving me presence, and making me the most important person in your life, et cetera, et cetera. And so essentially in this exercise, for whomever you want to forgive, you do two things. The first is to express what it is that you needed and wanted from them. And secondly, to declare that you no longer hold them responsible for giving it to you. And what this allows you to do is to release the struggle. You release the friction and the hard feelings while also still preserving and valuing that you have needs. You're essentially saying, this is what I want and what I deserve. And now I no longer expect it to come from you. I'm going to find it elsewhere. And I really felt a lightness from doing this exercise because for a very long time, I've held a lot of resentment that the world isn't fair. Why me? Why did I get the short end of the stick? And with this exercise, I allowed myself to let go of that injustice because it really wasn't serving me anymore. At the time when I created that feeling of anger and bitterness, it really helped me. It allowed me to stand up for myself. It gave me the motivation to create a new life for myself. But now that bitterness and that anger isn't serving me anymore. In the book Radical Forgiveness, the author talks about this analogy where how in Texas, not too long ago, they had these insane ice storms in the middle of summer when it should have been really warm outside. And so people were wearing multiple sleeping bags, coats, all of their clothes, even though it was summertime. But then when the storm abated, they didn't continue to wear all those coats and sweaters and layers. If they had kept doing that, they would have overheated themselves. And so that's actually what I've been doing is that I created these defenses to protect myself and now I don't need them anymore and they're just weighing me down. So that was the second step, was to basically release whomever it is that you're forgiving of their responsibility to meet your needs, while also still recognizing that your needs do deserve to be met elsewhere. And finally, what I've been doing on the path to forgiveness is doing a classic loving-kindness meditation for my mom and for my ex. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the practice, it's actually really simple. You close your eyes and you picture the person in your mind's eye and you say, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you be safe. And you just repeat that over and over again in your head as you think about them. And you can also do loving kindness for yourself as well. I think that that component is really important because whenever I sit down to do loving kindness for someone who I still hold anger towards, I first do loving kindness for myself because I need that base. I need that strength and I need to nurture myself before I feel capable to send that love to someone else too. So again, it's a really simple yet beautiful practice where you picture yourself in your mind's eye and you repeat over and over again, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you be safe. 
and you let yourself feel all that love that you're radiating back towards yourself. So to summarize what we've talked about today, it's remembering that forgiveness does not mean that you condone the actions of the person who has harmed you. It also does not mean that you need to change your behavior and begin to communicate with them again. And it also does not mean that you need to convey to them this forgiveness. You don't have to tell them anything. All forgiveness is, is the bold choice to accept more peace and love into your life and to let go of the bitterness, anger, and frustration that you've carried about this person. Forgiveness is about refusing to be controlled by the past. It is when you decide that the past isn't going to win and take away everything that you have in the present. It is when you decide to withdraw your energy away from the past. And then there are three exercises that you can do to help on your path to forgiveness. The first, as we mentioned, is about seeing that person anew and being able to bring more complexity to both their shadow and their light side, to see the fear, insecurity, and trauma that led them to where they are today, while also being able to identify any tiny, tiny nuggets of love, peace, and wisdom that they may have shown you at some point in your life. The second exercise is about fully expressing what your wants are. What was it that you needed from this person? What were the things that you most wished that they would give to you? So you name them all, you list them all, you speak them aloud to the world, And then from there, you also release responsibility from that person for needing to fulfill those needs for you. For whatever reason it was, that person in your life was incapable of meeting your needs and your wants. And forgiveness is about saying, yes, that sucked. It wasn't pleasant. It wasn't fair. And I now know how to give these things to myself. And then finally, that third exercise was in doing the loving kindness meditation, repeating the mantra, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you be safe. First to yourself over and over again for at least five minutes, and then for an equal amount of time for that person who you're forgiving. So having done these exercises now on and off for a couple weeks, I do have to say that I feel a lot better. I feel like a more open-hearted person. I feel like I have so much more empathy, understanding, and peacefulness in my heart for others. And I've also been trying to practice smaller moments of forgiveness for just random people who are in my life. Like in my neighborhood in the Lower East Side, there are a lot of people who are very sadly on drugs And sometimes they'll yell at me and Grover while we're walking down the street. Grover is my dog. And it can be a really uncomfortable situation where I want to go for kind of a peaceful walk just to get my mind off of work. And it'll be disrupted because I feel unsafe. And what I've been practicing doing is holding more tenderness in my heart where it must not feel good to be that person. That sucks to be addicted to a drug that makes you not yourself and makes you feel paranoid and to not have a safety net and not have resources. And so that first step of forgiveness of being able to see the shadow 
and the light in anyone has been just such a wonderful exercise in practicing, not just for people who I hold really strong resentment towards, but even just neutral people who are in my life who I might get annoyed at. It's someone who's on the street who might be harassing me. Perhaps it's a person who I meet at a dinner party who I find to be annoying or full of themselves. There's a person who is in my life who is really ultra fixated on social status and on wealth. And I find these qualities to be really irksome and honestly a little bit gross. But I've been practicing trying to find that type of forgiveness for them. And maybe forgiveness isn't the right word, but it's that tool of forgiveness of holding both, understanding the shadow and the light of the person, being able to see them anew and being able to see them with nuance, tenderness and love in your heart, no matter how challenging it may feel. So I really hope that these exercises were helpful. And finally, I do also want to reiterate that if you don't find forgiveness to be a tool that you want to invite into your life, then I completely understand. I didn't want to do any forgiveness work for 37 years of my life. (laughs) I'm 37 years old. This is the first time I'm sticking my toe into forgiveness work. It wasn't right for me. I had to be angry. I needed that anger to protect me from getting into the same situation again. I needed to have that anger so I could process the pain that I felt. I needed that anger to create safety for myself. And if that's where you are too, I think that that's fantastic. And congratulations to you for standing up for yourself. That is a really beautiful and noble thing to do. So wherever you happen to be, you are in exactly the right place. There's no need to ever push yourself to feel a certain way or the other. You will naturally arrive at wherever you need to go at exactly the right time. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for everyone who rated and reviewed the podcast. And please do so if you haven't done it already. And don't forget to subscribe to our monthly newsletter. It's in the show notes of this podcast. You can also submit reader questions to be answered on the newsletter if you want. And as a final reminder, as we always say at the end of this podcast, I hope you remember to love yourself, to listen to yourself, and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. See you all in two weeks. 